0: Capitalism is a liberal institution. As is the case with all liberal constructs, capitalism can be eliminated simply and easily without disrupting the economy using logic. Logic trumps liberalism. There is only one rationale for capitalism's existence. This was dealt with in the talk we had about setting up businesses. In this talk we discovered what a business was and how easy they were to set up once difficulties created by the capitalist mythos were removed. Business is only difficult to implement if the method of starting one creates a process that makes a setup less than direct. There is nothing in the actual form of a business that requires a process to be anything but straightforward. Capitalism exists as a method of capitalizing a business This method exists because it justifies a capitalist claim to the assets of a business. The claims liberals make regarding rights and law come down to ownership or more correctly to legitimizing claims to property. Liberalism is all about gaining access to property. The liberal agenda is an algorithm designed to remove barriers to their accessing your property. In this talk we are going to demonstrate the claims of capitalism are fictitious and irrational. We neither need to start up businesses in the way capitalists do, nor must we pay the high price capitalists impose on the rest of us for the service of theirs. Capitalists argue that setting up a business requires a large influx of capital, only managed by many decades of saving, or what capitalists call deferred consumption. Because a capitalist has spent his or her entire life living on rice and hamburger, or so he or she says, he or she is entitled to enjoy whatever benefits he or she can draw down on his or her business investment. That this is virtually never the story behind the actual start-up of a business is beside the point. It seems many of the greatest fortunes, founded in recent years at least, took no more than a few months of discomfort. Caused by having to work out of the family garage. However, let's admit that the capitalist did provide the idea and the organization to get the business started. Does this legitimize the claims the founders make on the capital of the business, namely their billionaire lifestyle? First of all, let's look at the claim that the capitalist has invested huge amounts of capital. If this was not, by years, of devoted penny-pinching, then at least it was achieved by putting their capital at risk. The capitalist could simply have lived a pleasant life as a consumer and spared him or herself the anxiety that comes with trying to start a business. The argument capitalists make is based on circular reasoning. Because businesses have been started by people putting their capital at risk, They think they deserve the huge dividends they reward themselves for their success. If they had failed and lost everything, so goes the argument, society would not have reimbursed them for their loss, nor would anyone offer to share in the loss. If the loss potential, or otherwise, is the investor's, then, goes the argument, so ought to be the spoils. True enough but predicated on the assumption that he or she followed the only possible model of business formation rather than making a choice that benefited him or her. No matter how much money the investor has, he or she purchases goods and services that are available from the market. Therefore, the investment simply allowed one kind of business to be set up controlled by a particular investor. The ability to set up the business up was implicit in the assets available to the market. The capitalist does not create ex nihilo. The business setup is basically a business decision no more complicated than the purchase of fish from a fishmonger, at least not a categorically different kind of thing. Money in other words does not give rise to the spontaneous generation of assets. What is done with money is more akin to diverting assets into a given market than it is about creating options where there were none. If the capitalists can purchase five cars to create a taxi company, then five persons with one car each can create a taxi company by designating these vis- vehicles as taxis. The cars existed regardless of who decides they are taxis instead of personal automobiles. Any business that can be created by conventional methods can be created by donations of assets. The company pays for these donations using preferred shares. Capital produces equity and equity can be issued as preferred shares. A $30,000 car can be compensated for with 30000 preferred shares with a conversion rate of $1 per share. These credits are used or can be used as a local currency with no actual cash value. That is, the preferred shares are not convertible to domestic currency units, though they are maintained at par. The investor does not have any claim on the assets of the business. He has been paid for what he has contributed using preferred shares. The community owns the business assets and can assign and allocate these assets as is seen fit. The community is the real business because it is the community that is the real source of all specialization. A community is a social network or a church. It may be a handful of people or many hundreds or even thousands. The more people there is, the less of a community it makes. The key to defining a community is the degree of specialization that it generates. Specializations exist to earn value for the community, and in so doing, create community. This is why communities appear to be built of people who help one another, a concentration of homes in which people are juxtaposed together, yet have no concourse with one another, does not a community make. This is why charity is so important to community. Charity brings people together and allows us to pay it forward. This primes a social pump and gives people a foundation on which to build. Capitalism is one of the great citadels of liberalism and hard to overthrow. However, logic trumps liberalism and even capitalism can be overcome with sufficient logic systematically applied. The key is to move the locus of ownership away from the individual and invest it in the community where it rightfully belongs. The technique for doing this is far simpler than what is needed to create a community using the institutions and methodology provided by liberals. All that is needed to start a community is a few persons. The community is in the specialization generated by the relationship of the community partners. Each person has to serve a unique role. Thus a small community is centered on a single business idea in which each person plays a role. It is this first but most significant step that fails to materialize in communities and cultures where economic development is absent. Community does not need capitalism and is not compatible with communism. The more we focus on creating community, the less public or private sector matters. It only takes a few persons to begin the process towards developing real community. If we define community as a place where we help one another It follows that all it takes to create a community is a few people helping one another. The crucial phrase in this statement is the expression, helping one another. If all we are doing is helping ourselves or helping others only if we are helped more than the ones we are supposedly helping, then the expression, helping one another, does not express a true state. Of affairs. A community requires accurate accounting, that is, helping one another needs more than a subjective evaluation of our performance. This is why the free market is crucial to the formation of a community. It is interesting to note that capitalism is not compatible with a truly free market and why it tends to move towards globalism and free trade, but not towards free markets. Indeed, it is fair to ask, how can an economy have a free market with a monopoly owned by an individual dominating the market? A community and a free market are categorically the same thing. Free markets and communities are formed to and formed by economic specialization. Without specialization there is no free market and no community. To have a community, the individuals must have some degree of autonomy and individual merit. This is why insect communities do not rise to the same level of community as a human society. There is not the autonomy and individual specialization that human societies exhibit. Accounting is vital generate the highest level of specialization possible. If there is no way to accurately value the various niches, then the probability that these niches will be filled declines. Capitalism is replaced by a community which transfers ownership of its active assets into an account that represents the community itself. A credit union can be created, owned by the community, all s- assets owned by the members of the community used for or usable for commercial purposes are put into the account of the credit union. The credit union pays for these assets with preferred shares drawn on itself. Preferred shares are the physical manifestations of assets owned by the organization, in this case the credit union. If the community credit union or exchange is provided with $5,000 of capital, then it has assets valued at $5,000, on which 5,000 units of equity can be issued as preferred shares. These preferred shares are used as currency, thus by creating an exchange, transferring all commercial assets to the account of the exchange, Having the exchange issue preferred shares as compensation for the assets transferred to its account, the community eradicates the need for capitalism.